0: Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, USA 7s, CRC 7s, and Bloodfest, Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Balanced Palette, nutrition for peak performance, and the Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street, the world's best rugby pub. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Rub Your Wrap Up. Matt McCarthy and Steve Lewis at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City talking rugby. And, Stephen, since you are the sevens czar, we have to talk sevens.
1: Great. Where do you want to start?
0: I want to start with a team called the Eagles.
1: Eagles. Okay. USA national team. 2019 is the Anas Mirabilis. For all you Latin speakers, that means the miracle year, best year ever for American rugby, sevens or fifteens. So the men finished up last week in Paris. They took, um, made their 10th consecutive semifinal and finished second overall in the World Series, which is an unbelievably uh, astonishing consistency of top performances. So kudos to them, Mike Friday, Phil Greening, Tony Raucus, the, um, the coaching staff, and then also what I think is really a golden generation now of uh, American sevens players. No, between, you know, between Barrett, Pinkelman, Thomason up front. Um, You've got the, the Pace superstars, Isles and Baker on the white on channels. Madison and, uh, unfortunately, Falau broke a leg during this tournament. So I hope he's on the road to recovery. But anyway, Golden Generation, terrific year, groundbreaking year. Just got pipped at the post by a surging Fiji who really came on to form in the last two, three tournaments. And so they've they got their birth in Tokyo, They're going to the Olympics. Um, so, fantastic year for them.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. It was all the second-place finishes in a row out of the gate. And, and, and what, what's great about them is that they are a diverse team with talents across the board in different areas. And yet, you mentioned the Speedsters. But the Speedsters have developed into rugby players.
1: Oh, no question. I mean, uh, you know, Carl and I, was four or five years ago, was a one-trick pony, right? Just pure pace. He, he's developed into a pretty savvy rugby player. Yeah. He knows his way around to sevens field, and uh, he, so that, that contributes a great deal more. Um, the, the trick now for Mike Friday is how does he sort of cotton wool the squad all the way through next year's World Series until the Olympics? Yeah. I mean, you know, is he going to blood players in the early part of the season and bring back the, 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 the top guys to get that cohesion? Um, does he risk playing them a full year? It's going to be an interesting interesting to see what he does from that perspective. It's a great... It's a great luxury to have
0: that they've never had before.
1: Yeah, this early qualification, yeah. exactly. It allows you to do things that, you know, you're not scrambling. You know, the nerves aren't on the whole time. The pressure isn't on coaches and players, uh, the program. So so it's been great, that early qualification. And at, at the same time, we should recognize the, the women's program. They are also second, which is also a phenomenal achievement. Yeah, crazy. Um, under Chris Brown. But they are they actually just have to step on the field in Bearritz, um the so week after next is the final qualifier, and they're they probably going to end up second as well, and they will have, you know, secured their berth in Tokyo. So fantastic year for American sevens.
0: But that guy Chris Brown, I don't, you know, we like him. I don't, he's always been a nasty guy. That guy Chris Brown. Just kidding, just kidding, Chris. Chris Chris has been here on our second show, yeah. I think. Great guy, and it's just a great thing to see with with both programs, and exciting. And now we have Olympic fever going on, but we also have a feeder program of sorts for USA Rugby's Sevens teams.
1: Yeah, so, so where's the next generation coming from, right? And um, so there's been some, you know, the Eagle Squad has it's deepened out a little bit this year, but it's still pretty thin. There's going to be some issues with the success of the MLR, Major League Rugby, the 15-a-side version, which we all want to succeed. Um, it's putting pressure on the player pool. So with three new teams coming in, There are more players getting sort of hoovered up and sucked up into MLR um, that won't be available for sevens. So the men's domestic sevens clubs program is going to be under stress. Consequently, you have to go to college. You have to identify players earlier and develop them earlier. So CRC is the collegiate rugby championship put on by United World Sports in Philadelphia last weekend is absolutely the major venue, the major sort of proving ground for young talent. Um, so it was another fantastic weekend, Talon Energy Stadium. You've been there, um, announced there. It, um, the tournaments were won by Lindenwood on both the men's and the women's. Yeah. Um, so that's very back person. to back to back to back. Um, for the Lindenwood women, they managed to put one over my Army girls in the final, but I was very proud of the Army women. They had a great tournament, beat Navy, an important thing.
0: Beating Navy, it seems to be, that's like, you know, for Army, that's, that's the thing,
1: right? That's it, squish the squids. Also, of note, the the two MVPs uh, Wesley White of Lindenwood for the men, and then Sammy Sullivan of Army for the women. Very proud of her. A lot of
0: alliteration going
1: on there. Yeah, watch, yeah, Yeah. it was. So, Sammy Sullivan, watch that name, watch that name. Why are Lindenwood good? Success breeds success, right? Why why
0: are Lindenwood good?
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. So, good coaching, right? Josh Macy for the men, Billy Nicholas for the women. That's a part of it. Their ability to recruit, obviously, is a part of, of it. Pull Billy back. Nicholas, very good well, recruiter. And you know, players players go where got one down for you know they go where success the is. They go where the other job good job players board. are. It sort of creates his own momentum. And so, Lindenwood's a relatively small school, um, numbers-wise, everything else, but it's a big school oh, man, in rugby. Jason. And that was the other aspect. Of the weekend for me was selecting yeah, for the, the collegiate, collegiate all-Americans. Races. So just trying to work out. Who's where, who's on He's form, on you know, for what, who should be brought up and who should we look at for rugby time in Glendale, which is the next big tour.
0: Did you get uh, a few dollars at the table from somebody I own? A boy say, hey, come on, hey, get us on a map here, guy. You know, all American, how you doing?
1: Got some pretty lengthy text from Bruce McClain, If <laughs> yeah, I would
0: imagine. Oh, Bruce McLean, we love you, my friend. We, love we do you. indeed. Uh, so, Steve, will the U.S. Sevens pool players be involved in the Rugby World Cup fifteens. Um I, so.
1: I don't know how many actually cross over anymore. Um I, th- I think you yeah, know like last... maybe uh... Yeah, but I mean it's yes, capable of um good enough to absolutely. But in terms of training loads and you know, how far along now is Gary Gold and his preparation? You know, they got they get games coming up if if the Sevens guys I, I don't see too many crossing over. Maybe one or two at most, but I, I really don't see it. You no,
0: know, the thing is, you know, the last time around, Danny Barrett and, a- and Andrew Dutolo were in phenomenal shape. They, come, they had come off a phenomenal campaign with the Sevens program, but they were a bit light, you know, to play flanker. Absolutely, you know, and that's that's the that's an adjustment. And you know, Danny and, and, and Andrew, I talked to them about that, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, we'd like to be a little bit heavier." But interesting to see how yeah. that'll come out. But in the meantime, we do have some more American Sevens. on the the American landscape down in Texas. And joining us right now about the Bloodfest Sevens is Mr. Chris hansel Hansen from Austin. Chris, you down there? Can you hear us? Yeah, how's
2: it going? Steve, Matt, how are y'all?
0: There he is, there he is. So Chris, you got a big tournament coming up. I think it's your 22nd annual Bloodfest Sevens?
2: Correct. 22nd annual Bloodfest Sevens. Uh, going to be at Round Rock Multipurpose Complex on June 22nd.
0: And I think you got uh, the capacity for something like 90 teams, if I'm not mistaken. You got 10 pitches, five of which are turf fields, five of which are grass, including the uh, the venue that the Austin Elite played their Major League Rugby matches on last year.
2: Correct. Um, our event director, Ryan Walker, did a great job of expanding out and so we have Friday night to Sunday morning now. So we've been able to to grow the amount of teams we can have there.
0: All right. So you and I spoke a little bit off camera, and I think you said that uh, Friday night, the Friday night lights were the, the kindergarten kids through eighth grade. Is that right?
2: That's correct. My six-year-old will be out there playing. <laughs> All right.
0: So from what I gather, you have different divisions. You have, I think, the uh, Premier. You got your uh, – Open, you got your social, and then you have your super social. Who's in the, let's start with the Premier. Who's th- who's in that?
2: Well, Premier uh, coming back to defend their title and Premier will be the Dallas Reds, who had a phenomenal uh, Sevens program last year. Uh, they actually went up last year and won a super qualifier, and so they'll be coming back to Bloodfest this year to also uh, defend their title. Of course, the Huns will be in there. We have a Premier side in there. Uh, we have U.S. Air Force, who's put a side in, and some other uh, various programs um, from around the nation and a couple of international teams as well. Um, the premier, actually, we have a cash prize this year, so it attracts a lot of teams for both men's, women's, and high school boys, and that's a $1,000 to the winner.
0: That's pretty cool. You know, I got sitting next to me as one of the top sevens coaches on the planet. I mean, you guys ought to have some synergy in getting him down there to scout some of these
2: players, right? Absolutely.
1: Come on down. <laughs> I can see my good friend Russ Newth. That's right. Good man he is. That's
2: right. Are you available on
1: that weekend? Actually, I'm not. I'll uh, be in Jamaica.
0: Yeah, you gotta get up pretty early in the morning to book this guy, folks. So set those alarm clocks. The new coach of the Jamaican seven squad trying to qualify for the Olympics, Steven. That's correct. Yep. Yep. Uh will they be doing a cameo in in uh at the Bloodfest Sevens? No. Huh? Uh, f- Finances do not permit us
1: to travel to Texas, unfortunately. <laughs> well, there's a lot of. Texas. Hey, next year. Come on, come <laughs> on,
0: Chris. There's a lot of uh, a lot of Texas oil money down there. Let's get let's raise some cash. Get the Jamaican team up yeah. there.
2: We're trying to get our hands on it every chance we get. <laughs>
0: all right, but all right. So, in all seriousness, after that, you've got the open division. What what are the rules on that?
2: Open are the same rules, traditional uh, IRB sevens rules. So it goes premier. Uh, open and social, we have traditional IRB rules. And then when we jump down to men's super social, we actually have a, a, a different set of rules for our super social.
0: Yeah, you got to gotta walk us through some of these rules because from what I gather, you could get some points without even scoring. Is that right?
2: <laughs> uh, well, actually, there's, so there's no kicking. So there's no kicking for points. There's no conversions. Uh, we do offer three different point values in the tri-zone. Uh, Super social is traditionally uh, your 15s props. Some guys that don't traditionally play sevens come out for a good time. Um, There's some larger friends. I'm sorry.
0: Our larger friends. Right.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we also have a a sin bin. If a side scores over two tries the person to score that third point uh, has to sit in the middle in the, in the soccer circle. So
0: you go, you go to the sin bin if you score a third try for your team, or you are a third try scorer.
2: You are a third try scorer, Correct.
0: So you go to the bin if you have, if you score a hat trick in the super. Correct. Okay. That's...
2: Well, if you score the third points for the team, oh, the, yeah. Okay. It's, All it's, right. So if you... it's pretty fun. We try to keep it lively. Keep it fun. Uh, guys come out uh, with some, Clever team names and whatnot, so it's a good time.
0: That's good stuff. All right, so you got you got the capacity for 90 teams. Uh, how can teams still get into the tournament?
2: Absolutely. We still have uh, registration open till June 7th, and that's at BloodfestSevens.com. 7scom uh, Just go online. It's an easy process to get signed up. And if there's any questions, of course, you can email us at, at uh, info at hunsrugby.com. Or on the Bloodfest site, there's some contact information.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, also it's got synergy between certain clubs down there: the Huns, the Blacks, uh, the Valkyries, and the Sirens, and also San Marcus.
2: Correct. Yes. Uh, so we do have uh, some partners in this venture. Uh, every year, the Blacks help out with some materials that we need, such as goalpost pads, because it's hard to put goalpost pads on on full eight pitches. Um, the Valkyries have helped out tremendously. Uh, they're what we consider our sister club, uh, who just had a great run at 15s, got second in the nation. Uh, we all kind of join together and help out our local, uh, We Are Blood is what it's called, our local blood drive center. And so we actually have a uh, something going on right now where, to where you can go in and donate blood, Give them a code, and then that code gives points to the different teams. And there is a uh, a prize for that. It's a it's cost based on or it's money based on how many donations there were.
0: Excellent. And you know that brings us to uh, we're running out of time on this segment. But I just wanted to come back to the origin of the name of the tournament. It's got something to do with the blood bank and the or the blood and tissue.
2: Correct. The uh, blood and tissue center. Which is now known as We Are Blood is a great partner. Uh, every year uh, since the begin the origin of BloodFest, we have partnered with We Are Blood uh, to put this event together and to try to get donations uh, increased in the Travis County and Austin area. Um, it's pretty tough to get the Blood and Tissue Center to come out and take blood on a hundred degree Austin day uh, during a rugby tournament, but we do. Uh, well, they don't. They don't
0: need. They don't need needles, or so they, they could just get. <laughs> they just collect it as you just you put a cup there.
2: Sometimes, sometimes.
0: Stephen, any final thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, these um, domestic club tournaments are very, very, very important. So people have to understand that um, this is where players, you know. Get their first crack at it, get their first chance in competition. So, we want more of them, we want better ones. And Bloodfest Sevens is, uh, you know, is pretty well known. So, I wish you all the best, Chris, and say hi to Russ.
2: Hey, thank you, thank you so much. And huge shout out to uh, Rock Rugby and Round Rock, who helps uh, run our high school uh, brackets and our youth brackets.
0: All right, my friend, thank you. Uh, and thanks for coming on, taking the time out. On that note, we are out of time. So, on behalf of Mr. Steve Lewis and Mr. Chris Hansel Hansen, I'm Matt McCarthy for Rugby Wrap Up at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan.
1: Signing off.